you're fired. <laughs> Did you know that you actually can't fire somebody like that in Jamaica? There are actually a series of steps that you need to do or take if you want to terminate an employee legally. I'm Kalila Reynolds, and it's time for another episode of Money Moves, J.A., brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Welcoming back today, Colinette Wilson. She's a director at the Human Resources Management Association of Jamaica. Welcome back, Colinette. Thank Last you. time you were here, you gave us a wealth of information about how to hire somebody, good practices for hiring. But at some point in your business, you may reach a point where you need to let an employee go for whatever reason, maybe mm -hmm. economic downturn or you and them just you know, aren't seeing eye to eye or something kind of shady happened. So how do you legally fire somebody? Another great question. How do you legally fire? So, so for most companies, you don't really want to fire somebody. Uh, but yeah, it does get to that stage at times. And so the law prescribes certain ways to fire somebody. So you have a few scenarios. When you, for somebody who is just starting out in the business, you have what we call a probationary period. And for most persons, that is, or most organizations, that's three months or 90 days. And so in that 90-day period, you have the right on either side, the employee as well as the employer, um, to call it quits. So in truth and in fact, the employer can fire somebody during that probationary period and no questions need to be asked. There is no obligation there, uh, strictly speaking. After that 90 days, even if the person is on probation, you do not have that right to just fire somebody like that. So like I said, there are a few scenarios. You may point to something that the employee has done wrong. So the employee may have stolen something from the business, you see them on a camera and you say, oh, you know, this is contrary to what you were employed to do or employment. That's putting it nicely. Yeah, or employment book speaks about this. And so really and truly you ought not to be here because you have stolen other persons have seen you. But no, you can't just fire them like that. Really? No, you, you cannot. No, 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 no. Not like Donald Trump does. <laughs> we don't have that option. So there is a process, a process um, that you have to go through. So you have to invite that employee to a hearing. What you can do, however, you can suspend that person. Mm -hmm. And you can suspend them with or without pay. Most companies suspend them with pay to make it easy in the proceedings. But you can suspend that person and then you have to now schedule a hearing. So you have to give the employee an opportunity to be heard. And that process, it, it can be a little technical, but you want to ensure that you are covering all the bases because if you do not, you may end up in a situation where that employee sues you and you have to pay them, or you may have to re-engage them and if they're out of the organization, you may have to pay them for any time out. So, you know, it is something that employees... Even if they were caught on camera stealing. Even if they were caught they on camera stealing and the boss is walking in and they're walking out with a half of the business, you still have to do that hearing. And in the hearing, they have to get an opportunity to be heard. Mm -hmm. 
and at the end of the hearing, they usually have have an opportunity for an appeal, so they may think that you didn't treat them fairly. Because so even after the hearing, you can you still can't say you're fired. At the end of the hearing. You you can say that you're fired after the end, but what you typically want to do is not tell them during the hearing, because it may seem that it was premeditated. You may want to go back through your notes, have discussion with other persons in the hearing, and then come to a decision. And then you communicate that decision with the employee afterwards, and you communicate it in writing, right? So if the steps are not followed to a T, then the employer is going to be in trouble with the law. Does there have to be a specific number of people at the hearing, or it could just be the employee and the boss? So different organizations may have different number of persons on their panel, but I think ideally you'd want to have at least three to four persons because the employee must have the opportunity to take somebody along with them and so that's already two spaces and so the employee, the employee are allowed to have somebody they are allowed to have somebody like yes person. yes they could choose a union delegate they could choose a family member they just could choose anybody um, they could choose another colleague at work but they have the right to have somebody at the hearing with them. Oh, okay. What if you're a very small company, 10 employees? If you're a very small, and that's, that's, that's a challenge for smaller companies because you still have to do that process. And so sometimes smaller companies would have to go outside and engage somebody to assist in that process. So what types of things would you ask at this hearing? At hearing, you would put to the employee, usually, the argument that has come up. Um, we. We have noticed, you know, based on this, that this is what has happened. And um, please explain for us, you know. And so you give them a chance to say what actually happened. And so at that time, after they have, you have allowed them to speak, you may ask questions of the person. Um, and the person, usually, um, you expect them to answer. Sometimes it can be difficult. And some employees may choose not to answer and, and to stall the process. Um, some persons may have a union representative with them who may want to advise or who may want to speak on their behalf. Um, usually, that is not how it ought to happen. They should not be speaking on the employee's behalf. The employee should speak. Um, so it, it can be a process. And um, sometimes there are tactics which are used by the employee to stall the process and to frustrate the employer. And, and if it's a small employer and you have to keep going outside to pay somebody to come and sit on the panel, you know, it can be problematic. But there are ways, and um, usually if that happens, you may choose to write the employee, you may choose to say, you know, we had the hearing, this is what has happened, and you try to bring it to an end as quickly as possible. So if it, let's say it's a, a performance issue, mm -hmm. should you ideally give them a warning first before you come to that whole firing process? Yes, that is good practice. And most organizations will have what we call a grievance procedure. Um, and that pretty much tells you when the employee has committed a breach, um, for argument's sake, how it is treated, right? So some, it depends on what it is, because some breaches are more... Um, damaging than other breaches. So you may have an employee for arguments who come to work late. And the rule may say you can come to work late maybe two times, maybe three times. After that, you may issue a verbal warning. And if it continues, you may have to write to that employee. And if it continues beyond that, you may have to suspend. So there are stages. It's, it's kind of progressive discipline in a sense. You don't just get up and fire somebody. Unless it's really egregious, it's going to be 
inimical to the interests of the company or to other employees. Because remember, we spoke about the company having the responsibility to ensure that it's a safe place of work. So if you have, for argument's sake, an employee who creates problems in the workplace and make it unsafe for other employees, then the employer have a duty, they have a duty to act right. and to do what is best for the, 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 the population, right. absolutely. So there is a progressive system of um, grievance and how we treat with it. What if you just don't like the person? You're the boss, you just don't like this employee, they don't get along with the other employees, their, their culture doesn't fit with the company's culture, and they do the work fine, but just, they're just not gelling on you. Okay. You have your eye on somebody else now that you want to feel. Ah, so that is not good enough to fire the person for. Because if you just don't like the person, um, we're human beings. There are persons who you will like and some you don't like. And so in the workplace, and this is why HR, we try to guide persons. Don't focus too much on on that likability, it's really good to have it, but focus on the employee and the quality of their work. So it's, it's not good enough to say, I don't yeah, like you. They're annoying everybody else on the staff. Nobody can stand this uh, person at work. If they're an annoyance, then there are different ways to deal with it. You may refer the person to counseling. You may have somebody who is going to mentor the person and try to get those attitudinal changes. Because if it's, if it's attitude, that becomes a little hard to fix, you know? Um, Employers, we normally say we, we hire persons with the right attitude and we can always train them up after that. Bad attitude, I mean, that's a problem. We can't fix the attitude problem. Uh, but it depends on how long you have that employee, I mean, the quality of their work. But you don't want to have something uh, perpetuated. So once you see a challenge, you try to deal with it as quickly as you possibly can. Um, this person's been a bother, you call them in, you have a discussion, maybe a one-on-one -on -one discussion. It may be their supervisor, it could be HR, it could be the department manager. If that doesn't work, then you may seek outside assistance to get, and then you continue. Because the idea is to really um, work with the employee as well, to try to make them a better person, uh, a better employee, but also a better person. And so you do whatever it is you can possibly do. Now, you may get to the stage where this person, having tried everything, you just can't get it to work. And then you could start that process we spoke about. You could write to them and you could say, you know, this is what we have noticed. This is the steps we have taken. And we're going to ask you to make some adjustments, you know, failing which we may have to resort to. So you put them on notice and you give them a chance to make that change. What if the employee didn't do anything wrong necessarily, but you have found somebody better? That's not good enough to get rid of the employee. You're going to have to create something for that person who is better and allow the employee to carry out their job. And remember that we're assessing our employees, um, and good practice would say you assess them at least three times per year. So at the start of each year, we have mechanisms in place. We call it objective setting. And we, we, we're going to set the objectives for the employee. So we are ensuring that the gaps are closed. We're going to say, this is what we are going to expect of you in this role. And we want you to accomplish it by that time. So we set smart objectives. Usually, by six months, we have another formal exercise. And we say, this is what we ask you to do. This is, and we look at it and we say, this is what you have been doing. Uh, and then at the end of the year, we do another assessment. But 
we don't necessarily have to wait. We can have a monthly assessment. We can say, you know, um, Peter, this is, you know, where you are. I think you're doing a very good job here. I think you need to improve here. So the employee is not really surprised, you know. So not liking somebody is not a reason to get rid of them in the workplace, unfortunately. You know, and uh, we have to do that because we have to ensure that the workplace is, there's equity and there's fairness for everybody. Is there anywhere that we can go to find guidelines, legal guidelines when dealing with termination? Oh, absolutely. The Ministry of Labor um, will be able to assist in that area. They have, they have persons um, who are experienced and knowledgeable enough to assist in that area. Um, there is the association Hermage, which I'm affiliated with. So her match, we can always offer advice of that nature. And I know there are some law firms out there that specialize in these days in employment law. So you can get pretty good advice from them as well. Thank you again, Colinette. You're good at what you do, aren't you? <laughs> Thank you. You're the HR lady that everybody likes to come to. Thank you so much. Go to HR. And we make the best of it. Yeah, yeah, we do. Because we really want, we want to have that balance. Because at the end of the day, we are also employees. And we want right. what's best for employees and what's best for the organization. And we do our best to make it work. Mm -hmm. Thanks again, Colinette. Thank you. And now, here's a recap of some of Colinette's main points. When a new employee is hired, there is usually a three-month probationary period during which time both the employer and the employee have the right to call it quits. Before firing an employee, ensure that there is a hearing for them to share their side of the story. The employee can have at least two witnesses at the hearing. The hearing may be followed by an appeal if the employee is not satisfied with the outcome. The employee may be put on paid or unpaid suspension while the company does its due diligence. That's it for this episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Check out their website, eximbankja.com, and check out my website, kalilareynolds.com, for a summary of the key points in this episode. Ha, ha, ha.